All right, guys, you're here with Josh Thompson. I'm going to give you guys a quick breakdown on uh, a couple things today. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about John Jones. Let's talk about John Jones and uh, USADA giving him 15-month suspension. He accepted the suspension. He'll be back, I believe it's like October. And um, I guess let's, let's just get into it. You know, I've had numerous conversations with uh, some other promotions and um, their high execs and, and all their executives and other people and not just Bellator, but also some other shows as well. And they talk about a lot of things that I've always thought about when you're dealing with USADA. And Khabib brought up a good point when being interviewed by TMZ, I believe it was today, before the press conference. Um, his friends, and I'm, I'm not just saying his friends, but other people have gotten year-long, two-year-long suspensions for first-time offenses. And then you have somebody like John Jones that is only getting a 15-month suspension. Now, I've said this I don't know how many times, but the number one, the, the number one issue and the number one problem with having somebody like USADA involved is that they're getting paid by the UFC. And... You're basically dealing with, you're dealing with the the boss is paying your check and telling you also too, like, hey, this guy's too important to the company. We can't afford to lose him for too long. DC's about to retire. You know, you Connor, he's going to come and go as he pleases. There's a lot of conversation and talk. I mean, even though past interviews have been talked about, uh, Khabib may be done after this fight, uh, you know, especially if he wins. And they will have basically like no superstars. Sure, they'll they'll elevate somebody up to be a superstar. They can do it. I mean, I've said this, I don't know how many times. Promotions can put somebody in place and make them a superstar. Um, put the backing behind them. You just got to find, they got to find the right talent to do it. You know, Connor was obviously the right talent. Someone, and they, you know, they, they picked some of his opponents and he did really well. I mean, he, he came out and always did what he was supposed to do. But I mean, like, you know, when he got to the top or when he got to the top echelon of guys, he had to beat those guys and he beat them convincingly. Eddie Alvarez, Jose Aldo, uh, you know, Max wasn't the guy that he is, you know, now that he's the champion. But it was still like he was obviously a very talented kid at the time that they fought. Um, those things being said, this has always been the conversation piece and the problem with when you have the boss paying somebody or a company to do the drug testing. And it's, it's just funny how, and I'm not just not, I'm not just not knocking the UFC, but I'm saying it's just funny how their superstars don't seem to get busted till after the fight. And when they do get busted after they've already sold the pay-per-views and after they've already had the fight, then the suspension comes back and look at how long the suspension is. You guys, as my number one complaint about this whole issue is that we're not talking about hitting home runs and balls over the fence. We're not talking about swinging a golf club or a tennis racket, okay? Or or you know, or playing football. We're talking about dudes can get really hurt in this sport. And these guys are failing drug tests, these guys are failing, you know, I mean, PED test, they're testing positive for PEDs and they're only getting 15 months suspension. You're inviting this guy. You're you're setting a precedent right now that it's okay to go ahead and give this guy only a 15-month suspension for something that that potentially could lead to like hurting other people. I'm not just talking about John Jones. I'm talking about all these other guys. Brock Lesnar. You let him fight. 
John Jones had tested positive before. You know, I mean, sure it was for cocaine, but you, you, people don't seem to understand when you're testing positive for something, right? Whether it's cocaine, marijuana, whatever, that can also be used as like a masking agent. Sure, I got tested. I was I was on steroids, whatever it was. But yeah, I tested positive for you know um, for for marijuana or for cocaine or dick pills or you know whatever it was. That, that's the problem. That's the, that's the issue that I think that as a fighter, you have a problem I have an issue with is that you're condoning the fact that these guys are getting tested hot and the boss is setting a, a standard that these guys are allowed to go ahead and fight within a short period of time. You know, and Khabib, like Khabib said, my friends tested positive their first time and in and, and, and all Russian, like in the Russian, like kind of defense, like Maria Sharapova, she got tested hot. You know, some of the other, some of the UFC guys got tested hot. But a lot of the Russian guys tested positive for that thing called melodonium or melodonium. I think it was called melodonium, which they they basically were saying like, hey, that we get that like over the counter. Like, yeah, you guys get aspirin, you know? So, and I've heard it was like basically like a vitamin to them, but there was something in melodonium or whatever that was was kind of increase your oxygen intake and and also help you build muscle and just it was more of like something that people took for a better heart and better um and for um better blood supply whatever for your heart things like that so they, they didn't realize that usada and usada and and uh and um commissions had put it on the anti-doping thing so when they all tested they all tested hot so I understand, like, you know, we had that issue with them in the Olympics. We had the issue with them uh, with, with Russians uh, in the Olympics. Also, Russian, like Maria Sharapova, testing hot. They served their time. But they got year-long and two-year-long things that they had been using for the longest time that they had just been buying, con considered to be over-the-counter, like uh, type vitamins or whatever you want to call it. Um, the same thing happened with um, Yoel Romero. He was still given a suspension based on that all of his supplements had tested hot. So I gotta I gotta tip my hat to him. Like, sure, maybe he he he's the token person. If you were to point finger and say, "Hey, that guy right there is somebody who looks like he's hot, looks like he's been he's been using steroids, but he's never been tested. He's ne he's never been found guilty of ever. He's never been found. And Usada's I'm sure testing him all the time. If you look like that at forty something years old or forty one years old, you know. But he's always looked like that, you know. And Olympic testing is one of the most the, one of the toughest things to pass and sure he's been may, maybe he maybe he has I, I can't even say if he has or not but i don't i mean until he's tested until he's tested positive i'm not going to ever say he is i'm not going to say that he ever has you know um but with john jones we 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 know that he has and all of his supplements were tested and none of them were tested hot now why are we why why are we having this conversation i'm having this conversation because you're talking about guys with families at home kids you're talking about guys that are trying to support their families like and they're fighting guys that are on steroids mark hunt is extremely pissed at the fact that i'm suing the ufc for for these type of things like you knew i mean the ufc most likely knew i mean like majority of people go like their probation officers they go to their probation officers they pee in a cup like 20 minutes later they know whether they're they've smoked weed done cocaine done meth like done these you know done certain drugs I can't imagine it would take three to four weeks to know whether Brock Lesnar was hot at the time, you know, had tested positive for PEDs, you know, and I'm a Brock, I'm a Brock fan. I enjoy watching him compete, but I also enjoy watching him compete at a clean level. I would like to see him test clean all the time, 
You know, you're, we're talking about these families that are at home. They've got kids at home. They've got they've got all these. They, they've they've got a life to live after fighting. And when you when the when USADA is being paid by the boss to to allow somebody like like John Jones to keep slipping through the cracks 15 months when other people are getting one and two year long like two year long suspensions for something that they've been taking their whole life not realizing it was on the banned substance list then this is when you need to have a standard of like look if you test hot one time and there's there's no stipulation of like when you're going to like what it is you should have it should say if you test hot the first time you get a year long or two year long you got to have a standard for everyone. You can't just make it up as you go. Like, oh, well, we felt like his intent was not to do any do any harm or that he purposely took it. That doesn't make any damn sense. What you felt was it affected your the UFC's pocketbook, and that's the per, that's the pocketbook that pays you, and that's why your his suspension's only 15 months. That is the type of shit that's going to ruin this sport. Like Khabib said, and like other people have said, that is that's probably one of the quickest ways to make this sport fall. You know, we, I think the promotion, all, all promotions were on an all time high. You call it, I call it, I can, I consider it like the golden era of when strike force was in a business, when pride and dream were in business, when, um, when the UFC was doing well, like everyone was on its rise. That to me was like the golden time, I think, for, for it all. I mean, Strikeforce created, you know, women's MMA pretty much. It took it to the next level with Gina Carano, like, who's a, obviously an ultimate star in doing movies and things like that. But And we had drug testing back then. And even, even the commissions, people talk about the commissions. But the commissions also, too, now are doing surprise drug tests like three to four weeks out. So then you know that if you're testing someone three to four weeks out, that they can't, I mean, they're, they're potentially not cycling off and on or they're, you know, sure they can still get around it, but there, at least there's an opportunity to be caught in the middle of all of it, you know, but when you have a promotion that is paying a company to come in, test their athletes and also playing judge, jury, verdict, everything like that, then that's when you have the issue of things like this happening where where people just don't they don't they don't seem to understand that you can't you can't hire somebody and then turn around and grease the palms of them so then your star athletes can get by it doesn't it shouldn't work that way and not only should it not work that way we're talking about the lives of 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 top athletes that potentially could their career could be ended i'm going to give you an example and, I, and i'm only saying this because it only takes one concussion to end your career. It, it only takes one hard knock to end your career. And that's TJ Grant. Supposed to fight for the lightweight title against Anthony Pettis. He got a concussion, he got a concussion during training. Um, I believe it was during grappling. We never heard from that guy again. What does that tell you? That means that these guys that are out there that are using steroids potentially could go out there, get knock somebody out with that little extra power, that little extra training that they got, and potentially end their career. And this company is paying for, UFC is paying for USADA to come and do the drug testing and then turn around and letting these guys come back. They're, they're handpicking who they want to have in the show. And I mean, whether it's, do I enjoy watching John Jones fight? Hell yeah. Who doesn't enjoy watching him fight? Do I, do I think he's potentially one of the greatest talents ever in, in, in combat sports? Hell yeah, I think he is. 
But do I think it's fair to have him only get a 15-month suspension when other guys, like the guys like Nick Diaz, have served a three-year or two-year long suspension for marijuana? Fuck no, it's not. It's definitely not fair. So all those things being said, I think we need to take a look and take a step back at, at just how this could affect our sport. And I think people need to I think people need to chime in. They need to chime into the UFC and be like, hey, you know, and whether it was whether even if it was Bellator, I'd be saying the same thing, guys. Like I've had these conversations with them. Like it just doesn't seem like we, when I've had these conversations with Bellator, they've said, like, you can't be you can't have both. You can't pay a company to come in and do the drug testing without people thinking that you're that you're the one paying them, without them thinking that something is going on behind closed doors. You hand select whose drug tests get revealed, whose drug tests um, fail, and who doesn't. I mean, like you're the boss. You could do that. You know, if you're if you're if you're the one paying these guys, you obviously there's obviously some say going on. Brock Lesnar was able to fight Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt. John Jones tested hot for, for cocaine a month before he fought uh, DC. If anything, let's just say this. If anything, even if it's not PEDs, and somebody a month before tests positive for cocaine, you should be as a promotion looking out for that athlete and saying, like, why are you, of all people, John why are you, of all people, doing, doing cocaine a month before you fight for, to, to regain your title, to put your title on the line? Like the the commit like the promotion should step in and say hey you know either we got to get this guy some help he's our star athlete I mean our, basically what, you're set he's second after Connor you're he's the star huge star you guys should be thinking like how as a promotion you should be thinking like how can I save my athletes how can I build my athletes up to be to make sure the longevity of their career is long sure I'm not asking you guys to be their babysitters but you shouldn't be letting guys fight who test positive for cocaine a month before shouldn't be letting guys fight that tested hot for steroids a couple weeks before they're they're fighting it's so funny how they're all getting released a week or two after like oh so and so tested hot you didn't know that beforehand. How many times did you drug test them before? So that's my rant. That's my punk's opinion. That's my my two cents on the whole deal. Um, I would like to see um, drug testing across the board in every promotion. I would like to see it independently done. The only issue with that is you have promotions that obviously and it goes for any promotion whether it be risen whether it be uh one f one championship fighting championships whether it be bellator whether it be the ufc you have the promoters would have any any promoter should have an issue with the fact that like your your athlete could test hot and if your athlete tests hot and you put millions of dollars into promoting that athlete you've just now lost the main event you know for that fight especially if it's only like a week or two before the fight you're out, you're ass out on all that money. And I understand the promotions. I see both sides. I see, I see all, I see the fighter side. I see the, I mean, the promotion, I see the promoter side. I see the promotion side of not wanting to have an independent uh, company come in and do it that you're not actually paying. You know, um, that, that to me is, it's weird. It's, it's a, it's a situation where I don't know. I mean, you can't have it both ways. I would like to see it done where a better way. That's all I would like to see. You can't, you can't, it just seems like it, it doesn't seem like it. It's, there's definitely something that's not right about the situation. You have guys like Nick Diaz and other guys, uh, 
getting you know two and three year long suspensions. Uh, the guys from the Russian guys, all the Dagestan guys and, and Russian guys getting, you know, two year long suspensions for something that they've been taking for, you know, since they were kids. Uh, I'm not saying that should, once it's put on the banned substance list, you should know about it. And you should understand that you can't take you can't just put anything in your body anymore. You have to know what the details are, you know, and what it is. Um, that's just 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 my opinion. Um, this is obviously Punk's opinion, but that's my two cents. Take it for what it is. Um but I, I, I honor, I like I, I think it's great. You have the best athletes in the world fighting. You have the best athletes in the world going out there and laying on the line. I just don't want to see anyone get hurt and ruin this sport. You know, um, we don't want to be like boxing. You know, um, we don't want we don't want any of the controversies of steroids. We don't want to be like baseball. You know, we don't want to be where you have an where certain athletes have asterisks next to their names for all the steroids uses they've they've had. We don't want to be those. We don't want to be those sports, you know. Um, we've shown that we can get there. The athletes themselves can get there. We are fighting at the highest level, you know. And you guys should. You guys should take pride in that, you know. And I, I just. I don't feel like that. We should. We should lower our level down to that. Like you want to have a long career. Like stay clean. Take care of your body. You know. Don't put anything in your body. Like you know. Be, be clean about it. Know what you're putting in your body. And, you know, I mean, I, I just want everyone to be safe. You know, we're talking, there's a lot of talk right now about CTE. There's a lot of talk about fighters and and brain damage and and everything else that leads up to it. And, and, and after fighting, how they react, football, we see it in football players now. You see all that. And I, I, I don't want to see guys come in that are... They, fighting other guys that are on steroids and end up like a TJ Grant who is at the top ready to be as probably a potential superstar, you know, and, um, could have been somebody that, that ended up winning the lightweight world title could have been. Some, we never heard from the guy again. I haven't heard his name mentioned one time since he pulled out of the Pettis fight. And that's to me, that's sad. You know, you're every person, every athlete, every fighter. Okay. Is one concussion away from their career ending. And to know that, potentially a person is on steroids and a promotion knows about it or is only handing out slap dick, you know, suspensions based around that is bullshit. You know, we should be thinking of the safety of the fighters. We should be thinking of the safety of the, you know, of the athlete and making sure that everyone is taken care of. And because they have families at home, they've got lives at home and we should be taking, we should be taking that all into consideration. That's my rant on that. That's Punk's opinion. Josh Thompson, you're here with Josh Thompson, Sammy in the Punk Studio. That's my opinion on that. And then, um, you know, the next thing we'll talk about is the press conference. We will talk about the Khabib and Connor press conference. I will talk about that real quick. This one won't be as long. You know, everyone, just so we all understand, I'm obviously Khabib's teammate. I train with Khabib. I've sparred with Khabib. I mean, for, you know, for the last probably like four or five of his fights, as well as my fights, maybe even long, more of the more of his fights, probably the last six or seven of his fights, probably six fights. And then my I myself have uh, have used him for my training as well. So I think today was it was weird. I think you know I had people texting me left and right saying like, "Man, is it? Are you watching this shit?" Like it was just weird, and I, I don't know if it was because there was no crowd. But it seemed very, it just seemed like, it seemed like anger. It was just anger instead of entertainment. It was more of an anger. It seemed like Connor is, he seems like he's taking this a little bit more serious, which I think is good. He should. But there was a sense of like, 
just angry jabs at at Khabib and his towards his father, which is you know I mean like I think it should be off limits if you're talking trash. But at the end of the day, it's it's the fight game, man. You're trying to build it up as much as you can. I feel like he didn't really get any rise out of him until he talked, started talking about um, people from Dagestan and and how they, you know, how they changed their language and all these other things. And, and that's kind of when Khabib started sticking up for you know the people from Dagestan and people from you know from his area of Russia and and the whole Putin thing um, when he said like you know that you're disrespecting your president. Um, you know that kind of seemed like he got a little bit of a rise out of Khabib, which. I guess when that's what he's trying to do. He should be, but it was more of the, it was more of the serious anger. You can tell that there's, there's a true dislike. There's a true, um, I want to beat you, you know? And then, um, you know, we've heard, we've heard Connor talk trash before, but today was a little bit more serious trash talk. And I wanted to see, I guess for me, I don't know if it was because of the, there was no crowd. It was just media and it was just, it was dry. There was no, there was no like excitement. I, I have no idea why they would have ever have done this thing without a crowd. I just have no idea. I think maybe they were potentially afraid of the fact that something might pop off. Maybe Russians and, and uh, Irish people in the same room. I mean, it potentially could have led to something more, which I, I could understand that. That's the only thing I can think of. But at the end of the day, when they were selling the fight, it just didn't it just didn't sell like it just it came across it, it just came across really weird it was it was more it seemed very like hateful and not entertainment wise like with the Mayweather and Connor thing even the stuff that they've had in the past they had no other fighters there I mean there's some great fights on that card why did they have the other fighters there we could have mixed it up and heard full conversations amongst everybody. Like we've seen the tier system that they've done where they've had like two cards together, you know, or one, you know, like we've had top fights listed all on there. And those were, that was a great idea. Those are great ideas. I mean, you get, you get different opinions, people talking trash to other fighters that they're not even fighting. Like that makes, that makes for entertainment. This today was, it was strange, you know, and, uh, and the, the trash talk seemed forced um, Khabib seems like not interested in the trash talk. I mean, he got a little rise out of him, like I said, about when he started talking about uh, Dagestan people and, you know, no disrespect for your president and that kind of stuff. But overall, and then he just, and then when they did the face-off, Khabib just left Connor standing on the, on the stage with his two belts. I mean, Khabib has, and I've trained with him enough, and I understand him a little bit, you know, enough, I think, to say that, He's he's not taking this lightly, and he's definitely not interested in any of the trash talk. He's not interested in anything to do with, with all the drama and all the talking and all that stuff um, that goes along with this. And I think later on down the road, it may it may affect Khabib's numbers on to sell pay per views. But Connor is Khabib reminds me a little bit, honestly, reminds me a little bit of Cain Velasquez. Comes in, does his work, uh, you know. At the gym, he talks a little bit more than Kane does, but when it comes press time and interview time, he doesn't talk a whole lot. You know, I mean, he does say things, but you know, Kane doesn't say anything. And talent-wise, they're obviously very talented in the way they do things together. But like, uh, as far as how they train, there, it makes for a very interesting um, matchup. I think on that night, whereas Khabib is very just 
composed and is going to go in there, get his hand wrapped, put the gloves on, warm up, do everything he normally does, you know, and go out there and fight his ass off. Connor, I think he's expecting the rise. I think he's expecting to get emotional. And I all I saw today, and I'm not trying to be biased at all in the least, I saw more of Connor trying to get a rise out of Khabib and Khabib not even looking his direction at times when, you know, you could hear Connor in the background making noise like, hmm, hmm, like little, like little, hmm, like weird noises trying to get him to look at him. And Khabib just ignored him. And it seemed like Connor was trying too hard to get the trash talking going and Khabib's not interested in it. And I don't know if that eventually, like when it comes fight night and fight week and all that stuff, if it's going to get to to Connor because he hasn't been able to get to him like he has all the other guys he's ever fought. He's like he has with, you know, Jose Aldo. You saw it when he was grabbing and snatching his belt. You saw Aldo jump up and want to get his belt back. You know, his his ordeal with Dustin Poirier, like the, the you know, the confrontation, it's the, the stare down. Um you know, Eddie Alvarez, like not even trying to wrestle, you know, and just was the game plan, you know, for Eddie was apparently to wrestle and there wasn't even like really an effort to do it, you know? So, um, all that being said, I mean like this, it seems like he's not, he's not even, he hasn't even scratched the surface of trying to get underneath Khabib's skin. And I wonder how much when they leave to go back home, he finished up their camp for the next couple of weeks. How much does that affect? How much does that affect uh, Conor McGregor how much does that make Conor feel like this ain't working like what do I do and is it going to eat at him and make him think like man I'm not under this guy's skin there's like I'm not there's anything I'm doing to him is not even bothering him right now like his normal thing is to get people a rise out of people to get them to react and it's it's not even there it hasn't even he hasn't even scratched the surface a little bit like the only one is oh I took I took pictures with your president and and he and it, what you're disrespecting your your president because you didn't get a picture or you didn't want a picture with them or something like that that type of stuff it just seemed very forced that was the one thing that got a little bit under his skin but I'm excited for this fight there is no other fight right now um, that I think is getting this as much attention I really feel that the Roy McDonald and and uh, Gegard Musashi fight should be getting you know. Similar, not similar attention, but like it's on that level of like this is going to be a great fight. You know what I mean? Um, that fight itself to me is I'm really excited to see. Obviously, I, I, I'll give you my two cents on that. I'm very biased. But um, that fight itself, I think to me, is going to be entertaining. Entertaining. It's going to be the excitement coming into the fight. Um, you know, we'll see if it leads up to the hype. But this Conor McGregor and Khabib fight. All the things that they're trying to do to promote this fight. I was listening to Brendan Schaub a little bit saying like how they belittled the fight itself because they keep showing that he threw the the cart the 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 dolly truck or whatever through the the bus. I mean, it's good to throw it in there, but they're leading with that as if it's like that's the only thing that this all matters, you know. And I don't I don't feel like it does. I think this is this is Ireland versus Russia. That's one. This is. This is Khabib sticking up for his dad, sticking up for his for his people from Dagestan. This is this is that whole feel of I mean, realistically, I mean, if if Connor was American, it would be that whole rocky Russian kind of like feel to it, and it has that 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 aura. I think about it when you talk when when people talk about it, like 
this is going to be pretty dope, man. This is going to be a great fight. I mean, I've given my two cents on it. Um, the Connor can come out and knock him out in the first couple of punches. Connor can knock him out in the first round. Connor can knock him out probably in the beginning of the second or the second. I've leaned obviously way towards Habib. Like once Khabib gets the first takedown, it's going to be a lot harder for Connor to keep getting up after he gets the first takedown. You know, and after that, I mean, like, it's just, I don't think it's going to get easier for him as the fight goes on. He's going to take some steam off of his punches. He's going to take, you know, uh, Connor's not going to have the same pop in his, uh, same bounce in his step, the same pop in his punch, you know, as the fight goes on. Um, obviously, in the first, you know, round, round and a half, Connor's got a great chance. Um, and, but it makes for interesting television, man. This may, this is what we tune in. This is what, this is. All the drug testing and all the other uh, USADA bullshit that's going on with the John Jones thing right now. This fight itself, okay, and the Roy McDonald and, and Gegard Musashi and and the Fedor and Cheo and the, those type of things, right? These Those type of fights, the big, huge fights. These are huge fights, man. I mean, we just had the DC and Brock Lesnar fight, the DC and Stipe fight. Those fights, man, that's what this sport is all about. That's what that's what makes this sport great, man. This these guys are these guys are these guys are animals, man. Like you got Matt Mitrione and Ryan Bader. Like these are things like Bader going up and weight. Like I mean, that's to me this is amazing, man. Like these are the fights. These are the things that people want. There was a fight that just got announced that I'm really excited about too. Um, geez, man, there was another one. I can't remember it right off the top of my head. If I think about it, I'll let you guys. But anyways, there was one that just got a, there was one that just got announced. Uh, there's one another one too. Bellator's having uh, in Chikawani versus Melvin Manoff. I love watching Melvin Manoff fight, and uh, it's gonna to me that's gonna be a great fight. But I'm saying not on the level of like the other guys, right? Of this obviously of, of this uh, Rory and Musashi and you know and Fedor and Chael, and then obviously of course Khabib and Connor. Not it's not even that fight's not even near that level. But there was another there was another uh, fight. I want to say it was a UFC fight that was just recently announced that uh, really excited me as well, and. I mean, I, I'm extremely excited. I mean, about Nate Diaz and and uh, Dustin Poirier. To me, that's going to be a, a, f a fucking bar burner. That to me is a huge fight. I can't wait for that damn fight to happen. You know, um, they've got all these guys that are out there and they're willing for these. Those are the type of fights that make this this sport, man. And I'm excited to, to be part of it. I'm excited to be uh, intertwined in this whole sport uh, from pretty much from the beginning of the sport. You know, I mean. And uh, I feel like this is this is great, man. This this is what this sport is all about. This this type of stuff. Today's press conference a little weird, and I don't know if it was just weird because of the because of the uh, no crowd, but it was just a little weird. It seemed a little anger. It was like it was really there was seemed like it was like anger involved versus actual real stuff. You know. Okay, that's Punk's pin. Thank you. Out. Oh.